Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you today. We bring you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you on this wonderful Wednesday, uh, which is going to be uh, far yet fewer of our warmer days. But we're yet uh, thanking the Lord that we are in the land of the living and we're enjoying uh, the weather that we have outside today. I was outside earlier and it's such a beautiful day. So if you get the opportunity to go outside, please enjoy uh, the nice weather that we're having because it's supposed to get cooler uh, later this week. And so we thank God for uh, his manifold blessings. We do want to honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's ahead of our life, honor our honorable pastor, Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, senior of the Pentecostal Power Church here in Milwaukee, and to our First Lady, Lady Paulette Murchison, and to my own lovely wife, uh, Missionary Janice Newsom. We thank God for her and for what God is doing for the both of us. We're grateful and thankful to the Lord for another opportunity to be here in your midst. We want to pick up from where we left off on Monday, as we talked about, I survived it because the threat is real. We're going to pick it back up. But before we do so, we want to uh, do our sidebar and then go into prayer and then get into our topic. We're going to be brief today. We want to start a little early because we have uh, a couple important things that we want to uh, help uh, uh, address uh, some things with uh, uh, one of our family members to help uh, them on their journey. They're having a new uh, uh, home that they're getting, and so we wanted to be there for them on that particular celebration. And so we thank God for them uh, on the purchase of their new home. So we thank God for that. Uh, so let us uh, let us. Uh, Get the petitions out uh, before the saints of God and the people of God today. Uh, please pray for our leaders today. Pray for uh, my pastor and first lady, Bishop and Lady Paulette. Uh, please pray for our presiding bishop, Bishop Dr. Charles Bennett and First Lady Mother Bennett uh, and uh, our assisting presider, Bishop Charles Webb and Mother Laverne Webb. Let us pray for them. And as well as our senior bishop, Bishop Scott, and all of the in, uh, National Pentecostal Power Churches, let us pray for them that the Lord will continue to bless all of us. Pray for our youth, which is having our youth uh, convention on this particular uh, week on Friday and Saturday. Uh, let us pray for them uh, that the Lord would in turn bless them in their uh, youth event. All right, youth convention. So definitely need your prayers in those uh, particular areas. Uh, also, let us pray for our sick that's among us. Pray for those in the hospital. Pray for the Massengale family as well as Mother Flowers. Uh, let us pray the Lord take them through an hour of bereavement and comfort them and give them strength. Uh, please pray for all of our evangelists, elders, and ministerial body as well as the body of Christ. Uh, let us pray one for another in Jesus' name. Let us continue to pray for souls, especially those that were uh, ministered to during the outreach ministry on 
this week and others uh, that uh, are designed to be saved. Let us pray for them, that God will give them a mind to be saved. Please pray for uh, all of my family, the Newsom family, uh, in its entirety. And let us just continue to pray for the unsaved portion of our family in our churches and in our homes and those that we come in contact with in our community, especially those on our job. Let us continue to pray for them, especially those that have special requests. Uh, let us uh, pray one for another in Jesus' name. Uh, one of the first things we want to do is uh, go and read our Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14 through 16, and then we'll go into a brief prayer. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and mine ears attend to the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Let us go before his throne, eternal God, our Savior, in the name of Jesus, O Lord. We give thanks and praise unto thy name. We give, oh God, you all the glory, honor, and the praise because you are great. And oh God, there is none like you, oh Lord. And Lord, we bless you and we magnify, we, oh God, install your name in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, for those, oh God, that, oh God, we have petitioned you for and laid out our requests before you according to your divine will, purpose, and plan. We ask, oh God, you will bless the particular families that we're praying for, especially those that are in the hospital, those behind prison walls, those in nursing homes, those that are sick and shut in. Special prayer for our mother Summers. Lord, that you would touch. Lord, in the name of Jesus, grant healing while she's yet in the hospital. Lord, we pray, God, you would grant strength like only you can in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for all of our mothers, Mother Heron, Mother Flowers, Oh, God, the Massengill family, we pray that you would touch them right now. Oh, God, we pray for those that recently got baptized. Oh, God, this week in our church, we pray, God, for increase. And, Lord, that you would continue to save and bless them, oh, God. Oh, God, and give them spiritual increase in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, and through your engrafted word, God, draw them closer as you draw us closer. Oh, God, we lift you up now. We magnify and glorify your name. Bless, oh God, our presider, assistant presider, and oh God, the entire National Pentecostal Power Church. Bless, oh God, the youth and those that are laboring, oh God, on this weekend, and even those that are going to be traveling. Let your blood cover us. Grant us traveling grace. Keep us, Lord. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, if we go, oh God, to magnify and lift you up together. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray, oh God, for Missionary Holton. We pray, God, for all of those Oh, God, that are sick and those that have infirmities in their bodies, we pray that you would touch them right now in the precious name of Jesus to the glory of God. And Father, we give you all the glory and praise and we give you the thanks right now in the blessed name of Jesus. Continue to bless, oh God, our pastor, oh God, and first lady, Lady Paulette, continue to bless them, touch, heal, and strengthen them, Lord God, to continue to carry on. And Father, we'll be careful to give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus' name to the glory of God and bless those viewers, God, bless those subscribers, bless those God that tune into the broadcast from time to time. Lord, that you will give a word of edification, oh God, to edification to those, oh God, that receive it by faith. And Father, we give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus name. Thank God. Amen. And amen. Praise God.
Amen. So we thank God for uh, the prayer that's been prayed. And now we want to uh, fast forward and get into our discussion. As we did on yesterday, uh, we talked about uh, several things in Acts chapter 23. And we talked about I survived it because the threat is real. And so we're going to pick that back up. And we stopped off about Acts 23 and 10. So we're going to go back to Acts 23 and 10. And then we're going to read a little bit farther. Um, we also want to go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. So we're going to go there in just a, a moment here. But we want to start back at Acts chapter 23, uh, verse number uh, 10. So we're going to um, we're going to fast forward there. Uh, Lord's will, and we're going to go to Acts uh, chapter, Acts chapter 23 and verse number 10. Uh, please text me on my last broadcast, the last seven minutes. We, our audio uh, jumped out on us, and so we don't know what caused that technical issue, but we do apologize, and we will make sure we take care of that. Just text us. Um, via YouTube or Facebook. I'm going to go ahead and put our chat up. So in case uh, we have any technical issues, you can just go right ahead and uh, through your chat, chat to me and let me know. All right. And thank you for joining us today. All right. And so we're going to go to uh, our main scripture here which is uh, Acts chapter 23, and uh, we're going to go verse number 10. That's where we want to go, Acts 23 and 10. All right, so that's where we have it at right now. We're at Acts uh, 23 and 10. So go with us. All right. And we're going to read for you here in here in Acts 23 and 10. And when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain fearing lest Paul should have been pulled uh, in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down to take him by force from among them and to bring him into the castle. And so that was a great disturbance here uh, that we talked about yesterday that Paul had uh, uh, gotten into uh, with uh, these particular Sadducees and Pharisees and scribes, all right? But it wasn't uh, in Paul's defense here. He was stating his testimony, and he was giving them uh, his testimony uh, of the Lord through uh, the great deliverance that God had granted unto him. And because of his testimony, there was a great outburst as a result. And Ananias uh, ended up having him assaulted and, uh, you know, uh, presumptuously, uh, uh, you know, assumed he was guilty before he would have a trial. But to make a long story short, uh, they had to get him out of there because uh, they, they didn't want everybody to see you know, um, what they really was trying to do. They really was trying to get rid of Paul. And uh, I say this to say this, 
uh, for the gospel's sake, some people will try to uh, get a, rid of the believer in a certain sense. And he talks about it in Matthew. Uh, Jesus talks about it in Matthew that we're going to suffer persecution. And in Matthew chapter 5, he talks about, uh, you know, that we were going to suffer some persecution. He said, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And so we got to know that for the name of Jesus, uh, we will uh, have to suffer some things even uh, in today's society. All right? And so we're going to go to our next scripture, which is found in Acts 23 and 11. And the following, and the night following, rather, and the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also in Rome. And as I was sharing with the believers on yesterday, that God is going to make sure uh, that you land where he wants you to land concerning the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so before the enemy can uh, do anything to take you out, uh, God is going to make sure that uh, what he wants to fulfill in your life is carried out. And what I mean by that, I want to encourage these bishops and pastors and elders and saints uh, that have been on the battlefield a long time. I want to share with them, even though uh, persecution is coming, and suffering is coming, God is not through with you yet. And I say to all of these uh, uh, great uh, men of God, we esteem them highly for their work's sake, and we say fight on, praise God. You fight on because God is on your side. And I want to let you know that God is going to fulfill what he needs to fulfill uh, before you get to the next destination, praise God. I want to say uh, it's very important that you understand that Paul uh, knew uh, uh, Jesus' promises that he had given to the believer, uh, and he knew that God was going to help uh, not only him, but us, uh, when we're under attack uh, for our faith. So Paul knew. And we should, as I said on yesterday, we should be prepared to share our testimony even when we're under fire. Hmm? And this means it takes another level of faith and another uh, depth uh, in the Lord a growth and development in the Lord to be able to know that uh, it could be a possibility that you don't come out of this. But it did not uh, stop or change Paul's uh, momentum or his desire to share the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what are you saying, Elder Newsom? Uh, sickness is going to come. 
Hardship is going to come. You know, uh, there are so many examples I could use, you know, my pastor being one, uh, Bishop Scott being one, uh, our presider being one. There's so many, you know, our previous presider, our late Bishop James Lane that's gone on to rest with the Lord. There's so many witnesses, so many cloud of witnesses. Hmm? You know, uh, Hebrews 12 said, uh, therefore, seeing that we'll compass about with so great a cloud of witness. Hmm? I got so many great cloud of witnesses that I have seen with my own eyes of these bishops and pastors and elders. And when they were younger and even when they got older, they endured, praise God. And to survive it, one must possess the essential quality of endurance. And Paul told Timothy as a young protege was for him to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And so this is what I'm trying to share with you now. We're in a time that we've never seen before in this church age. The church hasn't changed. Uh, people have changed. And when I use the word church, I'm referring to the people that are within the church. God church is going to triumph. But I'm dealing with the attitude and the mindset of people that when the pressure is poured on, hmm, our faith must be there, praise God. Because the trying of our faith work it some patience. And, you know, patient experience and experience hope and hope make it not a shame because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So it's very important that we have endurance and that we survive it because the threat is real. Hmm? People threaten to shut down your church. If you don't look, if you don't watch it, people threaten to shut down your church is we getting, we're getting closer and closer uh, to this time. And I'm not a political opponent by any means. I'm not, I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I'm not independent. I just lead the politics to the world and God will handle his business concerning them. And the only thing I have to say to our politics is the Bible lets us know that we should be praying for those that are leaders and officials in our government. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to continue to pray for them. But I truly believe that the world is getting more wickeder because people are more concerned. As I said yesterday, and I'm going to say it again, and we have to be careful this thing don't creep over and snowball into the church. More people are concerned about position, power, oh, praise God, uh, than people being delivered and healed. Hmm? They're more concerned about politics, hmm? position, and power to be more important than God. Hmm? And the Bible tells us, you know, to prosper and be in health as our soul would prosper. But we need to take another look. We need to take another look at Apostle Paul's life and reference some of the things that he endured. 
And he endured these things because he had a love for God. Hmm? Uh, Apostle Paul, he worked. Hmm? Uh, he could have died. Hmm? But he submitted himself and committed himself not to be moved from the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I'm saying to every believer today, be uh, steadfast and don't be moved by the things that are thrown in your path. Hmm? And I'm going to tell you this, the enemy going to come and he's going to come with both barrels. He's going to come in every direction he can come in. If he can't assault you, he's going to try to assault your family. Hmm? If he can't assault your family, he's going to try to assault your closest friend or associate. Hmm? If he can't assault any of them, he's going to do like he did Job. He's going to assault your body with illnesses. Hmm? And I don't care what form the enemy come in, I'm saying to you, I survived it and you will survive it. Hmm? What are you saying, Elder Newsom? This thing is terminal. This may take me out of here. You're going to survive it. Because I want to let you know, those that when Christ shall appear, he's going to bring them with him. Praise God. And I want to let you know, if you are crisis, will God bring with him? Praise God. Now, you can look at 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16 if you want to and look at it and see. But we got to make sure that we're rapture ready. And this is where Paul's mind was. He was more committed to the gospel about these souls being saved and doing the work of God because he knew that his work was going to speak for him. Praise God. Hmm? And, and as it relates to doing the will of God, God has a reward for those hmm? that diligently seek him. And so Paul was more... Uh, uh, apt to seek God and serve God and work for ministry. Then he was worried about any other thing. He wasn't worried about, you know, uh, his position, his title, or no power. Hmm? Other than that the power of God would rest upon him. Praise God. That's the only power he was concerned about, uh, according to Philippians 3 and 10, that the power of God may rest upon him. Let, let me get it real quick. Paul was more concerned about the power resting on him than about anything else. Hmm? And I know sometimes we're worried about a lot of things, but we ain't worried about the power resting on us. Uh, let's see here. I got to get, uh, uh, let's see here. Let's take a look. All right. Paul says here in Philippians 3 and 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. So what I'm saying here, Paul gave everything up, his family, friendship, uh, political freedom, in order to know Christ and the resurrection power. 
we too can have access to this knowledge and power, but we have to make sacrifices hmm? to enjoy this full privilege. Hmm? What are you willing to give up? Hmm? I survived it. Hmm? In order to know Christ, what are you willing to give up? Hmm? Everybody want God to give them something, but what are you willing to give up? Hmm? Are you willing? Are you willing to uh, give some time to study? Are you willing to give some time to Bible study and prayer? Hmm? Or are you more concerned about your friend's approval of you? Hmm? Or are you more concerned about pleasure? Hmm? We got to be focused. The same power help us to live regenerated, morally, and renewed. And so Paul was concerned about serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm? Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have uh, no other responsibilities, but his priority was that the power of God may rest upon his life. And the plot to kill Paul was a real threat. And I'm glad that the apostles left this on record uh, for us to see in the church today that our very lives will be threatened for the gospel. Hmm? I know. I got to go to Matthew because some of us, some of us, we we not gonna we not gonna believe this, but we think we think everything is just gonna roll smooth for us. But my Bible tell me different, and this is why I I like to read and keep looking at it because you know we're not seeing the church in the real light that the Word displays these different assaults that's gonna come up on the believer. Hmm? And that ain't I'm not putting fear out there. I'm just letting you know, be ready. Hmm? Uh, we got to be ready. All right, let me uh let me get this for you. I, I want to uh I want to get something for you here. Uh, uh Matthew 5 and 11. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner evil against you falsely for my sake. Hmm? Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Now, I want you to see that. It says here that they uh, persecuted the prophets which were before you. So what is that saying? Who are you? You know, to think that uh, we're we not going to be partakers of uh, any type of suffering. Matthew 10 and 22. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endured to the end, there go the word endurance, shall be saved. But when they persecute you in the cities, hmm? of Israel till the son of man come. Hmm? People gonna talk about you. Matthew 10 and 28. And fear them not which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. 
This is what I was saying yesterday. If they kill you, they can't eat you. Hmm? And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So I want to let you see something here. That there are some things that's going to happen. Matthew 10 and 17. Beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils. Hmm? They will scourge you in the synagogues. Hmm? That's what they did to Paul. Hmm? Tried to discourage him. Hmm? They tried to punish him. Hmm? You saw it in Acts 10 and 20, I mean, Acts uh, 23 uh, and, and uh, the early chapter, 23, when they hit him in the mouth, 23 and uh, let's see, uh, uh, let's see, 23 and 4, somewhere up in there. Let me get it real quick. Yeah, 23 and, yeah, 23 and 3 and 4, 23, 3 and 4 of Acts chapter 23, chapter Chapter 23, verse number three and four. You see where they hit him in the mouth. Hmm? Look at this. And ye shall be brought before governor's king for my sake for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought which you, sh you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour which you shall speak. Hmm? Paul didn't worry about what to say. He didn't have to make up no story. He just gave him his testimony. And this is where I'm going today. We don't have to make nothing up. We can just testify of the experiences that we per per uh, personally encountered in our saved lives through the Lord Jesus Christ. And people won't like it when you share your true testimony if they not of God. They won't like it. If they're not one to incline to hear what the spirit is saying, they're going to be in their flesh like the uh, Ananias was, and they found other reasons hmm, to want to assault him and threaten his life. And I want to let you know, you too will be threatened for the gospel sake. Hmm? Some of them are threatening you and tell you, hey, you know, uh, we don't want you. We don't want this stuff on our job. Hmm? They'll tell you. They'll tell you. And you got to be wise and know how to witness on your job without uh, breaking any fraternization policies. Praise God. They can't, they can't do nothing to you when you're off their premises. They can't do nothing with you when you're on your own personal time. Hmm? And you got to wait for people to ask questions. Because one thing about it, I don't have to bring the answer. But if you ask the question, then I can provide the answer. Praise the Lord. So these are all the different things we got to learn uh, when we out here uh, among those uh, that are uh, seeking to uh, stave out our lives. Hmm? He that wins souls is wise. But let me say this. In Acts uh, chapter 23 and 11, he says, be of good cheer. The angel warns Paul, encourages him, and tell him, that he's going to make it to Rome. Hmm? This had to give him some more assurance and motivation in his faith to keep the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when everybody else is coming against you and speaking against you, the Holy Ghost, the Lord himself, 
will send a ministering angel to encourage you, hmm? to uh, lift you up when everybody else is putting you down. Praise the Lord. That had to be something for Paul to have this visitation here. An angel tells him, the Lord himself tells him, be of good cheer, Paul, for thou, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also in Rome. Paul's Paul primary job was to be a witness for the Lord. Hmm? And Paul was determined not to stop being a witness no matter what had happened to him. Hmm? No matter what had befallen him, he was not going to fail God in telling the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is very powerful. Look at this. I'm going to go a little bit farther. I want to go to the next verse here so you can see something here. Uh, verse number 12. And when they, and when it was day, certain of the Jews banded together. Hmm? Certain of the Jews banded together and bound themselves on their curse, saying that we would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. Now, this is where I left off yesterday. I don't see anywhere where they got Paul. Hmm? So they must have really uh, uh, perished from hunger or not eaten because they didn't get Paul. Paul got, got uh, deliverance through a basket. I believe his nephew helped him down the wall, and I think he got out of there. Praise God. But to make a long story short, we're going to keep reading here. Uh, let me go a little bit farther. Let's just take a look at it. Verse number 13. And he says, And they were more than 40 which had made the conspiracy. They had made a conspiracy against Paul to get him. It was about 40 of them. That was a mob, wasn't it? People will get together on you. Let's take a look here. People will get together and have you over dinner. Look. And they came to the chief priests and the elders and said, we are bound ourselves under a great curse. Sound like witchcraft to me. A bunch of witches and warlocks. That they, that we will not eat nothing. Now, let me go back and read this. I got to read this again. And they came to the chief priests and the elders and said, we are bound ourselves under a curse that we will eat nothing. Hmm? We will eat nothing until we have slain Paul. That's some kind of desperation right there. And now, therefore, he says here, ye with the council signify to the chief captain that he bring him down unto you tomorrow as though you would inquire something more perfectly concerning him, we or he come near are ready to kill him. So they had set this up. This is what I said yesterday about the scheme. People set up a scheme to get you in the middle of it so they can have the opportunity to do what they're going to do. And you got to be wise. Praise God. They had set up a scheme and a plot that if they can get the council to bring him back out, the chief captain to bring him back out and pretend like he had a question for him, 
so they could get near him and do what they had in their mind to do to Paul. But look at the Holy Ghost. And when Paul's sister's son, which is his nephew, heard of their lying and wait, he went. I want to let y'all see this. When nephew saw, when the nephew, well, Paul's sister's son, which is his nephew, heard their lying and wait, he went and entered into the castle and told Paul, God always got somebody that's going to uh, reveal the conspiracy. Hmm? I survived it. Hmm? They're always, God going to always send somebody to you. Hmm? To disclose the, to disclose the plot. Look at this. And when Paul's sister son heard the line and wait, he he went and entered into the castle and told Paul. And then Paul called one of the centurions. Look what Paul did. God used this young boy to play an important part, a role in protecting Paul's life. You can't tell me God will use anybody hmm? for the defense of the gospel to protect you. God can use anyone at any age. I don't know why people got, uh, they children can't get saved because they too young. Hmm? If you look at Isaiah 59, it tells me in the Bible, his hand is not too short that he cannot say. So it don't, age has no boundary with God. Hmm? God can use anyone at any age who is willing to yield to him. Glory. Will you yield to the call of God? I survived it because the threat is real. Look at this. Do you give your children important to God to give them? Hmm? Do you give your child the importance that God give them? God used this young man, this nephew, to protect Paul's life. Hmm? But Paul calls one of the centurion. Hmm? He told the officials of the murder plot. And he said, bring this young man unto the chief captain. But he have a certain thing to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the chief captain and said, Paul, the prisoner, called me unto him and prayed me to bring this young man. Hmm? to bring this young man unto thee who had something to say unto thee. Look at this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to move along here so y'all can see the story. Verse, that was verse number 17. Bring this young man to the chief captain for he uh, had a certain thing to tell him. Hmm? Verse number 18. So he took him and brought him to the chief captain and said, Paul, the prisoner called me unto him and prayed me to bring the young man unto thee who has something to say unto thee. Look at this. I'm going to let you see it here. He unfolds the plot. Then the chief captain took him by the hand and went with him aside privately and asked him, what is that 
thou hast to tell me. <laughs> Glory. Look at this here. He said, what is that you have to tell me? And he said, the Jews have agreed to desire thee that thou wouldest bring down Paul tomorrow into the council as though they would inquire something, uh, what of him more perfectly. So they plotted to get the chief captain back down as if they had something else to ask Paul personally so the chief captain would agree to bring him out so they can kill him. Look at this. I survived it. Hmm? The Jews agreed to desire thee that thou wouldest um, bring down Paul tomorrow in the council, into the council, as though they would inquire something. Hmm? Inquire somewhat, Paul tomorrow into the council, as though he would inquire what of him more perfectly. This is what it says. They want to get a better understanding. In so many words, they made it seem like they had something else to ask. They knew what they were trying to do. And I want to say something to you. Uh, we like to make excuses for folk in the church, but we can see the mindset of the religious people. Hmm? These, these are not people outside of the church. <laughs> these are religious leaders, man. Praise God. They were out to get Paul so much so they had set up a plot, a murderous plot to get him. Look at verse number 21. But do not yield unto them for their lie in weight of him more than 40 men which have bound themselves with an oath that they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him. And now they are ready looking for a promise from thee. My, my, my. They try to get the chief captain that, that really wasn't even a part of this plot to become part of the plot so they can do what they need to do to Paul. Look what God does. So the chief captain, I want y'all to see something here. So the chief captain let the young man depart and charged him See, uh, thou tell no man what thou hast showed these things to me. Kept it a secret. Hmm? He kept it a secret. He kept it a secret, praise God. The chief priest or the chief captain told the young man, don't say nothing to anybody, but do not yield unto them, for they lie in wait. Hmm? But he said, don't even, don't even say nothing. Hmm? He said, don't even say nothing. Praise God. I think this is very good. Verse number 20. Um, I think we had 23. I think we had 20. 23. We're going to 23 now.
I, I want to finish this out. We have verse number 23. Let's take a look at it. And he called unto him two centurions saying, make ready 200 soldiers to go to Caesarea and horsemen three score and 10. Okay. And spearmen 200. And at the third hour of the night and provide them beasts that they may set Paul on and bring him safe unto Felix, the governor. Hmm? And he wrote a letter after this manner, Claudius, the Sias, unto the more, most excellent governor, Felix, sending greetings. Hmm? He wrote a letter. This man was taken of the Jews hmm? and should have been killed of them. Then I came with an army and rescued him, having understood that he was a Roman. Now, remember I said earlier, I said earlier in the week uh, on Monday that he was had dual citizenship. He was not only a Pharisee, but he was a Roman as well. Hmm? And so uh, they ordered Paul to be sent to Caesarea hmm? so he wouldn't be harmed. And when I would have known, he says, he said, when I would have known, having understood that he was a Roman. Look at this. He said, I brought him forth into their council. It's very, very powerful. I, I, I got to finish reading this out. This, this is a very, very, um, this is a very, very good chapter. I'm at verse number 29. I'm at verse number 29. He said, whom I perceive to be accused of, of questions of their law, but have nothing laid to his charge worthy of death or of bonds. This is what, this is what was written here. This is what the chief, uh, uh, this is what the chief had wrote. He wrote, he couldn't find anything. The chief captain wrote, I, I can't find nothing in the law that says that we should do anything to this man. Hmm? Jesus was treated in the same manner. Hmm? He wasn't guilty of anything, but they were constantly probing and looking for something. Hmm? But Paul survived it. Hmm? Because he had to make it to Rome and they were not going to thwart God's plan for Paul's life. And neither will the enemy thwart the plan that God has for your life that he's spoken for you. Hmm? You don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. Praise God. 
because God is not through with you yet. Praise the Lord. Now, I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what they say. It's what God says. Glory. And if God said live, you shall live and not die. But you shall declare the works of God. I want to let you know, be encouraged. I don't care how much your back hurt, your foot hurt, your knee hurt. Praise God. Hmm? God, grace is sufficient for you. And his strength is made perfect in weakness. Oh, glory be to God. You might as well get out of that pity party and pick yourself up and pat yourself on the back and go on. Praise God. Hmm? Because David had to encourage himself in the zigzag experience. And you might be facing a zigzag. Glory. But I want to make your heart glad today. You might be in a zigzag, but God is on your side. Glory. Hallelujah. You might be facing a zigzag. Oh, glory be to God. But trouble don't last always. Look at this. I got to get out of here, y'all. Look at this. I got to go now. I'm at verse number 30. Acts 20. 3 and 30. And he says here to him, and when it was told me how that the Jews laid wait for a man, I straightway to thee and gave commandment to his accusers also to say before thee what they had against him. Farewell. This is a letter he wrote. Then the soldiers, as it was commanded them, took Paul and brought him by night to uh, Antipurus. No, anti, Antipatris. I'm sorry, Antipatris, all right? Took him to Antipatris. On the morrow, they left on the horse. Look at this. They took him to Antipatris. And on the morrow, he left on the horse. Verse number 31. Hmm? To go with him and return to the castle. Who, when they came to Caesarea, delivered the epistle to the governor, presented Paul also before him. And when the governor had read the letter, oh, glory be to God. When the governor had read the letter, look at this. I, I'm, I like this part. When the governor had read the letter, look at this. He asked of what province he was. And when he understood he was of Sicilicus, uh, uh, Sicilicia, Sicilia, when he, when, he, when he understood he was of Sicilia, I will hear thee, he said. Said he, I will hear thee, said he, when thine accuser also come, and he commanded him to be kept in Herod's judgment hall. My, 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 my. Right, we, we, we can't get into chapter 24, but I wanted to uh, end out by saying, saints, you're going to survive it. Hmm? You're going to survive everything that God wants you to survive. This is what I want to say to the believer today. Because I know the saints, we're in a time of going through. Even though uh, we're in the worst of times, these are the best of times. Because God be for us. 
and God being for us, you can survive it. Hmm? If Paul can survive it, the ostracism, the attacks and the assaults, huh? By his own countrymen, hmm? by his own brethren, you can survive it. Praise God. Hmm? I know you can survive it. And I want to encourage you to let you know that nothing's going to take place that God don't allow. And the, the, the enemy cannot do nothing to catch God by surprise. And this is why I want to let you know, you will survive it. You can survive it. But the threat is real. I don't want nobody to think uh, that the threat was not real to a lot of these older saints. The threat was real. Hmm? To get the church where it is today, they had to endure some things. And this is why when I look at this uh, 23rd chapter of Acts and I look at the older uh, bishops and pastors and even my pastor and those, uh, our presider and different ones and our previous presider, our, um, our Bishop Emeritus, Bishop Scott, when I look at all these men of God, they did not make it on a bed of ease. Praise God. Hmm? I listen at some of their testimonies. And we have it, oh, glory be to God. We have it somewhat simpler now, somewhat easier now. But they came up in a time where it was like now, getting like now, where they wasn't received. Praise God. And they had to have, they had to have confirmation, affirmation, and they had to have power from God to withstand some of the things that they had to endure. And what are you saying, Brother Newsom? They were letting us know the same thing. It's the same God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We got to make sure that we get a tighter grip on Jesus. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to survive this stuff that's happening now, you're going to have to get a tighter grip on Jesus. And so I want to encourage you and let all believers know, even if you're just getting started, if you're just uh, uh, getting uh, acquainted with the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, this is a suffering way. And that's not to scare anybody, but it's to encourage you to let you know when it comes. Hmm? Because it's going to come. But I want to let you know, Paul survived it. I survived it. I'm surviving it. <laughs> hmm? And you will survive because the threat is real. Hmm? And just because that threat is real. We have examples in the Bible, have examples through the scripture that you can survive it. Now, I'm going to close with my last scripture, which is found in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Let me read it for you. I got to get it before I get out of here. 2 Timothy chapter 4. I want you to see something. It's very important that you see this. It's very, very important. Second Timothy chapter four. All right. Second Timothy chapter four. 
he says here in one, he said, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. He said, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Paul was given sound teaching, his testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. They wouldn't want to endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, this is why they hit him in the mouth and try to kill him. After their own lust, he threw themselves uh, teachers having itching ears. They wanted to keep lying to the people. Hmm? And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and be turned unto fables. But he says, but watch and all things endure affliction. This is the, my last verse here. He says, but watch in, thou in all things endure affliction. Glory. You got to endure. You will survive it if you endure. Endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist and make full proof of thy ministry. Paul made full proof of his ministry because he continued to testify of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only the things that he had experienced, but even the marks that was put in his body. They were for the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want to let you know, uh, you will survive it. Paul survived it. You will survive it. Hmm? And no matter what the outcome is, you're more than a conqueror through him that love you. And so these are the faithful words of Elder Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. I want to say God bless you. Uh, those of you that are out there, we're praying for you. You can survive it. You will survive it because God is on your side. And so I have nothing else to say. We're going to let you go. Uh, please uh, join us back uh, on the broadcast uh, again uh, on Friday. We're going to try to. We're going to our youth convention. I want to see if I can uh, get on the broadcast early where we can uh, have prayer, uh, touch and agree. So I do want to get on the broadcast early where we can have prayer and touch and agree because I want to uh, do that before we get on the road, if the Lord's will. But we want you to pray for us as we uh, as we journey to uh, Decatur, Illinois, where um, where we'll be having our youth uh, convention, which will be September twenty third and uh, Friday and Saturday. I'm sorry, it'll be this coming Friday and Saturday. And so we ask that you would uh, uh, keep us in your prayers. It'll be uh, September 23rd uh, and 24th. So we want you to continue to pray for all of those that are going and those that's going to be at the meeting. Uh, and we'll keep you up before the Lord in prayer. I want to thank you for joining the broadcast today. Um, we appreciate all of you uh, that have joined the broadcast. Please. Text us, subscribe, click on the link so you can get uh, our broadcast automatically notification sent to you. So our call to action for you would be to click on subscribe, click on the notification uh, 
Bail in YouTube, uh, on Facebook. You can just uh, uh, friend us. Most of you all are friend us. And you can watch the Faith and Guide Internet TV broadcast. We're also on Podbean. It's F-I-G-I-T-V uh, uh, .podbean.com. So it's fidget.podbean.com. That's our mobile app. We're also on podcast, uh, the iTunes podcast. We're also on Spotify, LinkedIn. We're also on, uh, I believe, Indeed. We're also on quite a few uh, uh, Amazon. We're on quite a few uh, of our uh, podcast apps. So the only thing you have to do is type in Fidget TV Network and you will see us there. And so we ask that you would subscribe to us on those uh, mobile apps if you uh, just riding in your car or you just uh, happen to want to listen to the broadcast on a mobile forum, you can definitely do that from your phone or you can watch us also on YouTube or Facebook. I want to thank you for joining us on the broadcast today. Uh, I want to say God bless you. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us today and uh, just want to say to all the people of God, thank you for joining the Faith in God in that TV. Until next time, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom. God bless you in Jesus' name.